0: This does feel like the reunion Passover.
1: Lot of matcha. Lot of matcha, folks. Lot of (laughs) matcha's gonna stuff your loins. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what the hell that was. There's like a chipmunk in your ass.
0: Welcome back to... Buckle up, baby. Episode
1: 26. Speedy, a speedy episode. The day before a holiday is crazy times. Yeah. So... I'm and, glad we're doing this.
0: And we're coming from uh, the Gottfried Shiva.
1: Yeah, that's a good first topic. Yeah. You know, Gilbert Gottfried, may he rest in peace. I feel like oh. when a comedian dies, as opposed to other artists, I mean, whenever an artist dies, you kind of feel it, but I, it's subjective. But for me, when you lose like an iconic comedian, there's something very gutting about it in the sense that like, comedy is about pure joy, in a way. Like, you have artists who are kind of dark and removed. And you have com- comedians who are like that, too. But what they're trying to do is get you to laugh. So, like, when they die, it mm. just feels like such a cataclysmic <laughs> break in the time, in, like, whatever it is, in, in reality.
0: Yeah. For me. I hear that. I, I think of it differently. Because I, I think to be... A... How is, could that be disagreeable? Because <laughs> I, I think to be... I think when I, when I, when a comic dies, I think of it as a relief for them. Cause to be a good comic, you have to, you have to be pretty dark and like, you have to like sacrifice a lot of relationships and
1: a hundred percent. We're not disagreeing. That's yeah, the same so, thing. So
0: when I hear a comedian die, I think like, good for them. Like, like they're, 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 they're probably happier now. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, that's true too. <laughs> but but for, us. for us,
0: it's a lack of joy. Okay.
1: No, for us, it's really yeah. painful. And for them, they, they spend their whole life. Every artist is like this in a sense, giving and giving and giving to us and like giving us the joy at right. the expense of whatever they're going mm-hmm. through. But there's always this pressure on them to be making us laugh. Right. But that relationship is a draining mm-hmm. thing. So you're like, oh, and yeah. there's this relief. Okay. Right. You're done being in pain in this world. Right. But I don't know if every comic necessarily has to come from a place of pain. A lot of people say that, but sometimes it's-
0: Well, just comedians pain. specifically. I know. I don't of, know. If all... of, that, of that generation. I think now maybe it's a little different. Like, you, you could be a fairly happy person and have, like, a successful YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. I feel like to come up in the 70s and 80s and 90s as a comedian, it was, like, rough. Right, but you're saying that the process of making
1: it as a comic is rough, but what no, about no, where no, you no, come from?
0: No, no, no I'm saying um, t- to make it, you, you would have to have a, a reservoir of pain right. in a way you don't necessarily need right now. There are
1: people who dispute that. Like, Seinfeld Seinfeld's like, no, I was fine. I just love jokes. People like that. Mm-hmm. And you could yeah, say that right, their right, comedy right. reflects yeah. that. It doesn't possess a certain amount of yeah, right. pain and some I just I always take issue with this idea, and maybe because I don't come from such a place of pain growing up. Like mm. I had good parents and like a normal childhood. And uh and I so I don't want to feel like it gives a sense that when you're in that position, you're sort of an imposter. You're not a real comic because you didn't have a broken home with an abusive dad and a drunk mom and all that uh-huh. stuff. And I always feel like, why is funny only exclusive to that? Like, who's making these artificial rules? That's what real comedy is. Has to come from there. Right. And I'm like, well, I think just funny is funny, you know. And I Tim spoke about this on a recent episode yeah. with Jesse Kirsten about uh, Jessica right. Kirsten about Vassar, like comedians for Vassar or for, uh, yeah, for yeah, fans from Vassar College. I don't know if I really agree with that. I just think whatever. If you have a comedic mind and you see funny, then it's funny. Yeah. You're kind of separating the art from the artist. Those people are making it artist dependent. Which, I don't agree with that argument.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I don't, Somebody I makes don't, a great
1: painting, who cares who the person is?
0: Yeah. I don't see why it has to be that way, but I, I do think... I, I think it is that way, nine out of ten times. Like, like, someone could be funny without all that pain. But I, I don't you know if Jim Gaffigan had, had a traumatic childhood.
1: Um, and was... I don't know his story. Or Sebastian Maniscalco. Yeah, like he talks about his parents and his family and how. And, but he, I don't think it's pain he's reflecting. Right. He's like things that bother him or idiosyncrasies about his, you know, his family
0: and what's interesting yeah, about do, them. You don't necessarily but, need to have gone through trauma though to be someone that feels a lot of pain.
1: Sure, but I'm just saying when you look at like Sebastian or other, there's a whole range of comics yeah. that their comedy doesn't reflect like reconciling with trauma or pain. It right. just reflects funny things about life. So, right. to me, to put this standard of well, the and pedestal, pain and suffering, yeah. as opposed to anything else, to me, I'm just interested in what I'm listening to and if it's funny. Yeah, and like if I watched an amazing film, I'm like, well, the director actually had it pretty good. So, I, I don't think this film is legit. It feels funny to to put these
0: qualifications on art. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think they're necessary. I wonder if Jim Gaffigan and Sebastian Maniscalco will be remembered past their lifetimes, though. Mm-hmm. Like, um, maybe. Sure, you could be funny and ha- and make a lot of people laugh. I think Seinfeld but, will. But Come on. Seinfeld will. Because probably because of the show. Mm-hmm. Probably because of the show. And that's also Larry David. Yeah. Who's you yeah. know, who's pain. <laughs> I just mean, sure, it's but, common and it makes yeah. sense why. Yeah. But I don't mean it
1: disqualifies people who don't no, fall into pain. Yeah, that I don't category. think
0: so either. I don't so, think so. So
1: and I mean everyone's been through pain. I have in in different ways too, but it's yeah. just like the more pain, the more street cred. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know if I agree with that. Having yeah. said that, I don't know Gilbert Gottfried's history and stuff, but I've been watching old clips and everything. I never actually saw him do <laughs> stand up. If that
0: guy did not go through a lot of pain, then how did he end up that way? I feel
1: like I want to do his voice <laughs> so bad. Yeah, but I don't know when the timing is right. But I think it's you could still do it. I can't.
0: Do oh yeah, it. all the comedians were making. Uh, I think GC, uh, what Jim Norton tweeted. No, he said like uh, his funeral is going to be filled with hotel managers and uh, concierges trying to get all their shampoo back. Yeah,
1: yeah, like they're <laughs> they're teasing him for all of his. Shtick yeah. and weirdness yeah. but you know i've been watching it's funny to hear him in like his regular voice i've been trying to find clips of yeah. that because i was so curious and it is the same voice it's very close to the loud voice you know and he's on Howard's. it's like okay talking like this it's very it's more reserved but it's down here you know yeah. And he's like oh okay <laughs> when he starts to laugh it just explodes
0: yeah.
1: but um it's so funny last week i was i was doing an instagram live or a tiktok live and somebody jumped on who doesn't an amaze another comic that i and voice actor so we started Gilbert Godfreying each other just mm-hmm. last week. Yeah. And it was just he was like fucking ridiculous. Mm. <laughs> listen, listen, these people. Ah. And it was fun. Yeah. The voice will have to live on through us now. <laughs> <laughs> but um Do you know how he died? He had an illness, like a some kind of muscular dystrophy related oh, really? n- degenerative thing.
0: So strange. Lives Bo-
1: he lives in Boca Raton. Yeah.
0: Yeah lived lived there yeah yeah so we're him and norm mcdonald i both i heard them both on a podcast recently they made no mention of their sickness and then they died very quickly after
1: the strange thing about this string of comics who've passed is every time one passes another one sort of tweets about them not knowing that they're the one who's next either the public doesn't <laughs> know like bob Saget, louis uh, some, somebody that's hey, like bob
0: Saget. yeah
1: i went through this bob Saget, gilbert Gottfried, louis yeah. henderson
0: Louis Anderson, Anderson. Ander- yeah, oh, Louis Louis Anderson, 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 Norm
1: and Norm McDonald, like very iconic, yeah, comedians all passing away in, in the span of a few months. And yeah. they're all like, oh, uh, and they're all like performing up until yeah, their death, right? Like Bob Saget had a show that day and then died. And right. Gilbert Gottfried, I saw a tweet, he's like,
0: I'll be performing at March 20th. It
1: was a tweet, I don't know why yeah. I'm saying it that way. Performing yeah. <laughs> March 28th, come see the show, yeah. okay? That was one of the first impressions, not the first yeah. impression. I did that in a car once, and you started dying. I wasn't sitting in the back of a car. We were driving to Maryland. <laughs> yeah. and, I, and I just went, oh, Gilbert Gottfried? I think I do a Gilbert Gottfried. And I'm sitting in the back and I just go, okay, Jafar, <laughs> the thing that I don't understand.
0: It, and you, and thing, you were like, I um, mean, you tickle me. <laughs> the things that get me are the one word. You probably just said, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That probably I said, okay. got me.
1: And then we have a video on one of our clips of, of him as a as a synagogue. As a, a president. announcements. Yeah, oh. we should
0: put that out again. But him on Howard Stern too. They
1: were like tell him a joke, making me like he's like trying to be friends with one of the guys who's crying. Mm. He's like, "Okay, so wait, wait, what kind of joke does he want to know?" Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. <laughs> oh, it's sad to me. I never saw him do stand up, but I heard he was such a killer. And like we know him from the acting and the voice our generation, but like he was really respected as a stand-up. Yeah yeah never really got to see him and I saw his
0: written jokes. they're so filthy and hilarious. He told a joke about a guy at a bar mm-hmm. who um he uh, vomited all over himself, and he, he didn't want to go home because he had to tell his, he had to tell his wife so so someone goes, "I got an idea. He puts ten dollars in his pocket yeah. and he goes give your give your wife the, get home, you give her life, life the ten dollar bill, say some guy got drunk, he vomited all over me, but don't worry, he offered to pay for the dry cleaning So the guy goes home, he gives his wife the money, he tells her the story, and she goes, "But this is a 20, and he goes, "Oh yeah, he also shit in my pants." <laughs> I knew it it's still such a
1: good joke so want, Oh yeah He also <laughs> shit in my pants
0: I wanted to repurpose that joke To yeah. tell the kids About like About a kid at daycare You think you could do that?
1: What do you mean? Like you? a
0: kid at daycare Vomits all over themselves They don't oh. want to go home to mommy mm-hmm. Then they, And then they give their mom The $20 And they go Oh yeah Don't worry He also <laughs> shit in my pants <laughs> Why is it so <laughs> better just replaced with kids? Well, because I was thinking of a joke. Like, could you tell like what kind of jokes would like a six year old appreciate? Mm. Like, could you tell that joke to a six year old and would they laugh? You would yeah, know. I would have, have to say pooped, but you could pooped, do it. Yeah, of course. I, I don't I think, think they would really. It'd be funny to have like a a library of jokes for kids. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. like good jokes for kids.
1: Yes, <laughs> and see if they. You know, I try jokes on <laughs> my kids sometimes. They get the real simple stuff. Yeah. But the more sophisticated you get, obviously it loses it. Now right. I mean, but if it's funny enough, like, he also pooped in my pants. And also you deliver it the right way, a kid yeah. just
0: laughs. Right. They don't know what to do. You could probably just just go with,
1: pooped in my pants. I made, we, we made up jokes so I can explain to them how jokes work. So uh-huh. I've been like, I, I'm like, like, what do you call, we made up some really silly ones. Like, what do you call an artist who smells?
0: A fartist. Exactly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and they love it, uh-huh. and they like tell the tell that joke. I'm like, in front of people, come over. I'm like, no, 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 just telling you the concept. Another one was, um, what happened? What do you call the fish who, like, what do you call the fish who had an accident? I think. Or a, a fi- I don't remember. What do you call a fish who had an accent? What do you call a fish who swims in yellow water? A goldfish. The punchline was goldfish. Yeah. I was trying to like just teach them a little bit of wordplay because uh-huh. then they go, then they'll respond. Oh, I got one. I got one. I got one. Okay. What do you call? What do you call a fish? <laughs> Duty. <laughs> so they're not getting it, right. but they're getting there. Right, what do you call right, a fish? Right. Duty. Uh, what do you call? How, what do you? What's, what's an elephant's favorite part of the car? The trunk. The trunk, and they just die because <laughs> it's the first jokes that <laughs> ever. So they that just kills. I, I'll right. try it in stand up. Maybe it's like anti humor.
0: <laughs> yeah, I would. <laughs> you do like? That. I would do a set like that. Yeah. The trunk, <laughs> and
1: just sit with it. Yeah. Um. But uh, anyway, I'm trying to yeah. teach them about jokes a little bit, so they try to make them up. And some kids get it more than others. I think like my oldest figures it out, and my <laughs> then yeah. my second one is like. You know, just saying random funny words. I'm like, all right, well,
0: maybe I'll be more obscurest. Right, but that's hit... about all you need for a kid. Yeah.
1: Got yeah, it. Anyway, I like that. A library of clean, kid-friendly jokes based on a... The... Th- that the parents could also appreciate. Yes, yes. O- overhearing. Right, yeah. right, right. Um, I like that. Yeah. Something He's... there. Anyway, rest in peace, Gilbert Godfrey. Yeah. Bob Saget. Norm yeah. Macdonald. I didn't
0: know to... Louis uh, Anderson so well as a It comic, used to be but... that... I guess all these guys were in their 60s. I feel like it used to be... When we were kids, people died in their sixties now it's it's like a little more of a tragedy it feels
1: it feels younger or because a closer younger. To, maybe because we we were closer to sixties than we were then, but you're right because I, I think I people don't... are just younger across the board Every, yeah. the ages are definitely younger yeah. than
0: they used to be I think Joe Rogan said this where like like these like starlets in the thirties would they they would all like die in their they would all like be like Really awful looking by the time they were like in their yeah. 40s, because all they did was smoke cigarettes all day. Mm-hmm. No one ever exercised. Yeah. No one like used shampoo. No one like sh- no one like uh, ate well.
1: Yeah, people um, are living longer and better yeah. and and more active later. Right. But also, what was I going to say? The um, what's really interesting is that you also have people kind of making it and breaking out at like 50 years old. Mm-hmm. I mean, Joe Rogan, right? Is like at the peak. He's 52 or something, right? Bill Burr, like these guys, 10 years ago. Ten years ago, just go back a decade, were not household names. Yeah. Not every they weren't ubiquitous. Right. Now they're everywhere. And they they're 50s. Yeah. So you it gives you some perspective yeah. on the long game in, in the arts and entertainment when yeah. you're trying to build an audience. You know, Tim Dylan is yeah. in his what 30s? Early 30s? So that's different. Mid-30, He's yeah. So they're all experiencing the same thing happening yeah. with the the new uh, precedent of, right. of social media and everything, but they're at different ages and yeah. they're career in different stages. Different ages, different stages. Different
0: ages for different stages, that's baby. Right, that's right. Yeah, I wonder if you if if you told Bill Burr when he was twenty in his young twenties, be like, "Dude, you're gonna be fine." But it's gonna be, you're gonna be fifty. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he would have stuck stuck with it. He talks about
1: that. He was like, "Dude, I rem- I remember sitting in the club, and I'm in my thirties, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, you know, just did a set, and I bombed. Just just bombed. I'm sitting at a table. Just Waitress bombed? comes by and is charging me for a drink. I'm like, No, no, I just went. I'm like, uh. Oh my God! Am I just one of those guys who's just not gonna make it? Is this me? Is this what it is? I'm just sitting here in a, at a at a random bar p- performing for ten people, bombing. Is that me? And I'm like, oh, oh no, it's not what it is. I'll do it later. It happens later. Like he see, he recaps on that on his Monday morning or something. Yeah. Oh, my God, like, is this just gonna be me one of those guys who just doesn't make it? Oh God, dude, oh, not a bad Bill Burr. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Out. Tyler's
0: dude. Tyler's the best.
1: Yes, Tyler's Tyler Fisher, the best yeah. Bill Burr. There's a couple of people out there, but Tyler's yeah. is way. Ah, dude,
0: come on, dude. Do you ever notice a guy like Bill Burr also, like when they get big and famous, their skin somehow gets better? Like Chris Rock, if you look at Chris Rock on SNL, he looks like a different person than he does. He looks so much better now than he did in his 20s. That makes
1: perfect sense.
0: What? What? He just takes ke- ke- better care of himself? What more is money,
1: that? more resources, better health, better food,
0: so, so better you, life. So but he's a- also so much older. Like, Bill Burr looks amazing.
1: It could be that yeah. in the day when you're a road comic and you're unknown and you're mm-hmm. eating crap
0: yeah. and
1: fast food... And like traveling, eating nothing but junk and not exercising yeah. and don't have skin care and a routine. Does that really make a difference though? So I've been thinking about this. I've been thinking about this a lot. Like skin. Like they yeah. have this, you know, I'm in my thirties, right? Yeah. Skin care. I don't put anything on my face and I just go to bed with,
0: and I'm like, I'm showered. Yeah. But I don't like put like that stuff. Oh, I don't? Oh, I put, I put, oh, uh, you cocoa I put moisturizer on my arms. Oh, yeah. I sit in a tank top and I, I moisturize my not. arms before I go to sleep. No, you don't. <laughs> no, I don't.
1: But I'm thinking for the face, right, where people care about aging in the face.
0: Yeah, I, would I keep something. getting these
1: advertisements on TikTok and stuff of like yeah. for skincare. I'm like, maybe do they, what are they doing? But it's working because I'm like, Maybe I do need to just start putting something on my face because what happens is like the collagen and all that crap. You'll start to just. Ew.
0: Does it does? I, I, I can't mean, imagine women do it like
1: crazy for that reason. And like they do it. Mm. There's a science to creams that whatever. And yeah. We're getting really vain and weird here, but I get it. Like it's like any kind of thing. And otherwise you'll age in a different mm. way.
0: Do you it's, th- not, it's not gonna like reverse aging but it will help do you think like when you get that big contract from L'Oréal, you get a call and they're like we're f- we are the people who take care of skin think for about celebrities it. Just, and just, we want to take care of your skin
1: it, it's gotta be think about it yeah that's funny and cute Michael what you just said I'm trying to listen <laughs> I'm my thought. Do I th- let me consider that for a second.: I don't think they get a call from a skin routine, and that, that says, "We'd like to sponsor you now that you are officially big." Okay, now say what you wanted to say. Okay. <laughs> um, but you all of a sudden, mm-hmm. you're older, but now so you say you're 50, not 30. you know, yeah. you see those pictures, they look younger, but they look like shit yeah you've been traveling on the road you get very little sleep you get really shitty food you're drinking all the yep. time you're putting poison okay. into your body constantly because you're young you think you can handle it then you get to a point like you're like i have to stop you cut out alcohol all that all the substances and stuff at least that you're doing on a regular basis you slow that way down and you replace it with healthy food quality food good sleep resources mm-hmm. money all the things that that Affords you, mm-hmm. you go on your own schedule. Yeah, I think it'll look different. I think Bill Burr lost a lot of weight, like in his like post-success life, and he talks about. He's like, first thing I had to do was get rid of the Oreos. Nothing in the house because if the Oreos there, I'm gonna fucking consume it. You know, I'm gonna <laughs> consume it, and not just one Oreo. Okay, the whole fucking sleeve. I'm gonna consume it,
0: consume it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I think happens. Also, so you do all yeah. those things, and yeah, you're a little older, but you're healthier. And and also, I, part of it maybe also like. You're not really sure if you, how badly you want to live, you know? Mm. And and then and, and then the thing happens you've been working towards and you're like, I wanna live another twenty five uh, years. I better like start taking care of myself because de-
1: I want to enjoy this. <laughs> so you're depleting your tank and saying, I'm just done, I'm done, I'm oh wait. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was worth it? Okay, <laughs> yeah. I'll stick around.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Exactly.
1: <laughs> also you get he's got he got married. Right. I think that's yeah. a big thing. A lot of his stand up early days was about single life and dating, and then he gets right. married and has a kid and you know, a wife civilizes and takes care right. of you and makes sure you don't look like crap and dress like crap and all those it's things.
0: possible also now we see them, when we see them on camera now, they have makeup too. Mm. They have someone doing their makeup before they go on camera. Yeah, the way they project to the
1: world is cleaner and better and all right. of those things right. as opposed to before when you're just seeing a handheld whatever. Right. It's a whole host of things and it's probably a real thing too. Yeah. Um,
0: should we, if we get the chance to interview Bill Burr, should mm-hmm. we talk to him about his skincare routine the whole time? I wonder. <laughs> so He, he, I, yeah, all these co- comics have come forward how much Bill Burr
1: scares them. Did you see the Bill Burr interview with Theo Vaughn? No. Like, like a, a couple like two years ago or something no. like that? It was one of these. Oh, he really, uh, he really disrespected Theo Vaughn. Really? He, took, he just like, he's like, I love how you just like, because Leo Vaughn's like, you know, like Napoleon, you know, doing mm, yeah. it, like, talking his random Theoness. Yeah. And Bill Burr's just like not biting. He's just like, I love how you're just like reaching for shit. What is this?
0: He was a guest on Theo
1: Vaughn's podcast yeah, And then at some point he goes Can we just talk about my special What are we doing What are we doing?" I love how you just like reach Oh, Napoleon What the fuck is that And Theo's laughing Because it's kind of uncomfortable But yeah. he's going with it But he's just like and At one point Some uh, of it's good mister. Some of it's like good guilt tripping to yeah. Theo Because Theo's like Yeah you know I had to stop my tour And I was just You know I was getting too much You know from my I was like I was just like It was too much He's like Oh yeah Oh yeah bands tour for five years And they go back in the studio And make a record How long were you touring for a year. A year. Yeah, you gotta get over that. And he just like, uh yeah, a year is you know, I, I'd get over that quick. What are you what are you talking about? And he says giving him shit. And he's like, Yeah, I guess there, I don't know. And then he's talking about acting and Theo Von says something about like, you know, it's hard for me to act, you know, man, because my, my whole persona, my vibe, it's it's very me. It's very me. And um I wish I could do a good Theo Vaughn, but I can't.
0: Uh but You've done it good in the past. Have I? Yeah, the, mm. the joke about getting bit by a gay guy. So we'll see. My
1: cousin got bit. It's just like you know, because I'm so into like you know, I, I value my brand and like myself. Yeah. He's like, yeah, you gotta get o- you gotta get over that. You want to work in this business? I think you gotta get over that and value my brand. He's just like not going with him anymore. Anyway. I gotta watch very that. Very unforgiving, and it's worth watching. I gotta watch that. I it's, love that
0: stuff. Those are the good podcasts. Oh man, it's, yeah. he's
1: not being gentle with it. Yeah, he was very harsh. I and Theo the, the, the to talk about it afterwards, and there are moments where Bill Burr just like says, I, I, I have. You know, he's not very forgiving mm-hmm. about, like, the be- the bullshit, uh, you know, like, social lubrication of a of a podcast. One guy asked him on the HQ, you know that show, HQ, H3 podcast? No. Ethan something, who I've really come to dislike, but he hosts this podcast in Canada or something called H3. Mm-hmm. He had an early clip of Bill Burr with him, and he says something like, uh, Bill, uh, wait, so well, like, what's your family situation? Where are they from? He's like, oh, I'm not going to talk about my family. Nah. I'm not going to talk about my family. What are you talking about? You know how many psychos there are out there? The maniacs. What are you talking about? He's like, yeah, but I don't know. Like, you're from, you know, you must have some stuff. I just told you I'm not going to. What, what are you? What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> and he goes, sorry, geez. He goes, yeah, it's fucking maniacs out there. I'm not telling you what my family is. And this just is just like, a, pause. I love that
0: people put it. Yeah. And,
1: Bill, and, and 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 Ethan, the host, says that later. He's like, I had to go in therapy after that episode. Like, it wrecked him. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and I saw another one with with this guy I follow, like a new a comic. Oh, what's his name? I am blanking. He has a really deep voice. Oh, uh, yes, Russians are the scariest white people. You know that. <laughs> you know that joke? Oh my god, it's bothering me a lot because I like this comic and I'd want to plug him. But what's his name? He has a really deep husky voice. She's like, damn it, Nana, Nana. I oh, I'm blanking. Anyway, he's talking about how Bill scares the shit out of him. Hmm. But he was uh he has this joke. He was like, whenever I find myself in a scary neighborhood, two thugs walk up to me, I fake a Russian accent. Because they say, Hey man, you know what neighborhood you in? Do you think this bad neighborhood? <laughs> Russians are the scariest white people. What's his name? All right, I'll get his name. Put it up in the text in the episode or something. Okay. Anyway, Bill Burr scares a lot of comics, but then he's with like Joe Rogan and they're like kibitzing. and they're. What do you do to that guy? Something there's a clip of him and uh, Andrew Santino talking about eh, what? What are you talking? They're just like giving each other shit, doing Bill Burr back at each other, dude, <laughs> dude, dude. Anyway, we might be exhausting Bill Burr here on this episode, <laughs> but
0: uh, so, so, if we uh, had
1: him on, I would say so. Tell us about your skin and just keep it going. <laughs> I, what, what are we doing? What you talking about skin? What is this? What are you? Do? What is this? L'Oreal? What is this? Sponsored? Sponsored by? <laughs> sponsored by skincare? What is this shit? I would love him to like
0: really tear us down. That would be great. Yeah,
1: what is this, two Orthodox Jews, but just sitting in a room? You got nothing <laughs> to do. God, you yeah, guys I'm, get out there. What are you talking? Yeah,
0: about? So for someone who works, so this is our Bilber episode. Hmm. For someone who works so hard, it must kill him to see someone like Theo Von. Oh, I mean, Theo Von worked hard, but like we the, don't know. The, the appearance is just like maybe he just, he just kind him. of step backwards into it. It
1: could be that he just has no patience for Theo complaining. It's like, dude, yeah, you know, thirty years in the game, and Theo like, yeah, I had a year, I got stressed out, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, all these guys have such hustle, though. with the truth. I mean, Theoban's—they have—they were—they how do they do like seven podcasts? You know, they're all on different ones all the time. There's clips of like Bert yeah. Kreischer, Two Bears, One Cave, and then they're all tour. It's like the, the schedules is wild. You we know? have
0: to get ourselves in a a, a scene of podcasts. You know, Let's, I'm I'm really fascinated by podcast scenes. Explain of like there's because i pay i pay really close attention to like all the guests and everything Mm -hmm. so there's like certain groups of podcast hosts that support each other and are friends with each other and if you listen long enough and deeply enough you you start to pick up on it so like tim ferris Mm. brian koppelman
1: i forget who that is
0: um Mm -hmm. he's he made billions okay yeah um Bill Simmons, right? Are our. Well, maybe not Bill Simmons. I, Brian Cobbleman is definitely hooked up with Bill Simmons. Right. Tim Ferriss and, and Brian Koppelman are friends. Pete Holmes, um, is Pete?
1: There's there's another guy too who's like self help inspo kind of stuff. Yeah. There's Jay Shetty. There's like, uh, yeah. Who I imitate yeah. on, the, on my and, bits. And then he's...
0: you can also then track like, like Pete Holmes will have Adam McKay on as a guest, and you can tell like, Pete is Holmes, that Adam ruins everything? No, Adam McKay's is the guy who made, um, like, the big short. Right, right. right. Um, but, like, you can tell Pete Holmes is, like, working on a movie, and he, like, wants Adam McKay in his, in his, in his his like, phone. So, like, he'll have him on as a guest to promote something, mm. but really, he's, like, pitching his, like, himself to Adam McKay the whole time.
1: Mm. Um, I wonder if it has more to do with PR. Like, these guys all use similar PR companies that book them on these shows. I don't my f- take is when you all of a sudden start seeing somebody everywhere. Oh, that could be interesting. Like, that's how it works with PR. Mm-hmm. You wanna you want to promote something, and all of a sudden you start seeing this guy. Oh, he was on Joe Rogan. He was on this. He was on Tim Ferriss. It's like, oh, he's got a book. He's got something he's promoting, no, so no, and
0: so he gets booked no, on the podcast. But a the hosts podcast. will have each other, uh-huh. and like you can tell, and, 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 they'll share, and they'll share guests with each other, also
1: because they're not like usually paid appearances except for right. expenses. So you do my show, I'll do your show. That happens too.
0: Yeah, yeah, it. yeah. It's it's just it's just interesting for me to to watch like right. how how like how the networking happens at that level.
1: Who do we want as a guest, Michael? What are we looking for? I mean, we could have comics that I've met in the scene and stuff. That's an yeah. exciting thing to hear so, about from their process who also are outside of the Jewish world and like see what it's like right. for them.
0: Yeah, so we so we want to have someone on who's been like had a successful creative career and can talk about sort of where they come from, what kind of family they come from and right. why what kind of challenges that not not in the typical way of like um sort of more like socioeconomic challenges mm-hmm. that are different than
1: navigating that.
0: that. Yeah. Um, like, they were expect. like, I, I just saw the guy who was in Chang, Shang-Chi, was a, an accountant. Ten, ten Rings? Yeah, the star that was yeah. an accountant for a while. Right. Like, I'd love to talk to him. Okay. <laughs> you know, like how that that, we how have that out. have to learn how
1: to pronounce his name. That's the first thing. <laughs>
0: well, his name's not Shang-Chi. That was Hi, the name Shang, of the movie. what if we just keep calling him? So Shang-Chi. <laughs> Shang, Shang, <So> Shang. <laughs> Shang, Shang. He He'd be like, this is the most racist podcast I've ever done." What
1: is wrong with you guys? And here? I love it. Did you think at first it would be nine rings, <laughs> and then it was like ten? How did you handle that? We what did we design as a, as a spoof? Like the worst questions of all time for a podcast.
0: <laughs> I d- don't think it would work as well as we hoped. To, as we hope it would.
1: No, it, it's almost like uh, like uh, what's his name show? Eric Andre. His auntie, Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. But that he's that was incredible. Yeah, yeah. I mean that goes to the max. Yeah. That was his whole point. Yeah. And apparently his studio was boiling hot. <laughs> Did you know that? I didn't
0: know that. So
1: he'd keep it really hot. <laughs> like the opposite of studios where they keep it cold. And the whole audience, like, you know, in studio honestly is it's notorious for being very cold. It uh-huh. keeps people focused and awake. Mm. Not sleepy, so he would make it really hot. You can People sort of tell everyone's like, very sleepy and uncomfortable. It's boiling. <laughs> <laughs> Such a brilliant thing. The problem with those kinds of shows is that they don't last long. If beco- it becomes successful, you can't keep doing it. Right, right, right. What was this? And Bad Trip. Did you see Bad Trip? Bad Trip was oh. amazing. Yeah. But it like, didn't get in theaters and stuff like that.
0: Because of I the think, pandemic. Yeah, I, so I think because of COVID, go yeah. I would have loved to see that. Is the Jackass movie out yet? I think it's out and gone. Out and gone. Right. I wanted to see that in theaters. Well, me too. Yeah.
1: Things come and go. I've missed so many. Like theaters is not even a thing for me anymore. I barely. Yeah, I home saw there. Sonic the Hedgehog too. I'm taking my kids to see it. Are you really? I was completely joking. Two or three.
0: They've seen Sonic the Hedgehog one. That was like the four,
1: one of the first movies I like took really? them to because they play the game like Sonic on an iPad or yeah. something like that, and it was a little intense for them because yeah. they're young. But yeah. you know, it's like them.
0: seventy million dollars it made so far. It made it, it was, it's the best performing video game movie ever.
1: Well, video game movies notoriously don't do well.
0: Yeah, this one did. This one did well,
1: which is interesting. Yeah. Maybe it's I. You know, I saw the first one and it's fun. It felt like a '90s kids movie. Yeah, it didn't yeah. try too hard to be anything else. It was Jim just like Jim Carrey's a, in it, right? Yeah, yeah. he's Doctor Robotnik. Yeah, why did it do well? I mean, um so Ben Schwartz is the voice of Sonic.
0: Right. Yeah. You. I mean, I see Jim Carrey's doing this, and I'm and I'm thinking to myself, what is Jim Carrey doing? Right. I but I guess it's he's just
1: like Sonic the Hedgehog too. It's it's just fun for kids and I wanted to do something for kids and I really felt you know he talks like this now and he's like doing interviews and his teeth are yeah. kind of gangly and it's like his face is a little bit botox so it's a little bit like stiff.
0: Yeah.
1: I wanted to do something for this generation. I said, "Yeah, yeah, let's do something. <laughs> I've never done Jim Carrey. Yeah, let's do Sonic. <laughs> I, I I think it's just, you know, an amalgamation of imagination and you have evil, but it's fun evil and their, the, the combat is is, is is that's that that's the great debate of existence I, I just lost it <laughs> but he's the executive yeah. producer you're like what is yeah. he doing in life? I don't know maybe he likes Sonic I don't know it's, it's tr- a little it's random me, yeah. it's a little random but I love the casting of him because you'd expect Dr. Botnick from the game to be this like yeah. heavy set bald dude but with him I do like when movies do that where yeah. they throw a curveball
0: I wonder if at a certain point cast member yeah 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 the curveball cast member That's what I said. (laughs) I'm listening. Don't you like when people do that? Curveball cast member. We're trying harder to listen to each other. This is
1: some of the the feedback Michael and I have been getting. Mostly good, but we should be listening to each other more.
0: So so we're going to try to repeat what the other person said and think about it. Yeah, curveball. It's because it's not a... Because we don't Best just ball. A good, curveball. He, good
1: conversation <laughs> often is stacking and building on what we're saying, and not just thinking of the next thing we want
0: right. to say. Right, so we're trying, we're trying. Um, oh. But yeah, you know, <laughs> different guest members are great. Gotta <laughs> have a curveball. <laughs> I agree. Heath
1: Ledger as, as yeah. Joker. What's your? Uh,
0: you have any other curveballs you like?
1: You know, I. You ever hit a curveball in <laughs> baseball?
0: This is going off the rails.
1: I hate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what is a good curveball cast member that ended up being amazing? Heath Ledger is Joker for sure. Nobody saw that coming. Yeah. I'm gonna get geeky.
0: But I'm just talking about this with um is my writing partner. Oh yeah. Um talking about someone we could cast in this movie. Or someone it's just think about casting as we're writing the part. Mm-hmm. Um so we were talking about casting like this. Um what a sound, Michael. Yeah. Into the
1: mic, you can't even see it coming.
0: Listen can, to that. Can I beatbox? Yeah.
1: Um, no, I don't know what the hell that was. There's like a chipmunk in your ass.
0: Well, we were thinking. <laughs>
1: um, trying to get out. I never made this before. No. It's trying to get out. And you're like, stay down. <laughs> hey. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to cast for what? It's oh no.
0: Out. So it's it's a character who sort of like went off went off the 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 deep end and went into hiding for a mm-hmm. while, and then like he comes out for kind of like one last case. He's a detective, so we're thinking about like Nicolas Cage. Yeah, no. So he he came up. We were thinking about uh, <laughs> I'm <Reby. laughs> Uh We were thinking about an actor who's like you don't think of them as old, but they're actually kind of like in in their fifties now. Someone like Ben Stiller, who you think of as young, but he's actually like kind of old, right? And then someone who sort of like intentionally took a break from acting, and you're like, oh, that guy was great, like Josh Hartnett. We thought of like, oh, where's Josh Hartnett been? Like oh he's been in in nowhere trying to do, and instead
1: know. of like trying to shy away from the age, you lean into it and focus on what you're right really yeah you
0: don't yeah you let the gray go and I'm all like, and why? you're like oh he kind of got old and he kind of disappeared assume for a, a while. new acting identity in right that way. so when you so when you see that actor you get it immediately like that's what that's what this guy is um,
1: so like when you see that actor you really get it immediately <laughs>
0: immediately, right, immediately. <laughs> no but I hear that I yeah. forget
1: about movies that have done that <laughs> Old Man Logan was the whole point he was supposed right. to look real beaten up nah. one of the best. Did you see Logan? No. Oh!
0: You know, I actually saw. So I they saw... play
1: into his age because the whole point of Logan is like aged Wolverine. Yeah. And like he's getting his ass kicked mm-hmm. and he's like a little thinner and his hair,
0: they didn't color it up. You saw <laughs> what? <laughs> no, just I, I. think we should have a whole episode where we just listen very intently to each other. <laughs> you know what I hate when people, people in this like new agey, like um, Pete Holmes' his crew does this a lot. You really shit on Pete, man. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you how much I love Pete Holmes. Okay. By the way, yeah, he has a new show on CBS. Go watch it. It's called um, awesome. Bold Over. Awesome. It's, it's, it's people in, the, in sort of like the Eastern, like meditative, like uh, self healing, like um, when they're asked a question instead of answering right away, they go. Mm. Mm, mm, yeah yeah no that's such a good question but they do this mm, when do they do it's so irritating all the time they'll they'll, they'll be like um they'll be like um you know so so i i just knew after that relationship i had to take time for myself Mm, mm, the interviewer or the interviewee the other the person 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 doing the interview will
1: like agree with the subject,
0: yeah. Mm. 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 <laughs> it's so annoying. I'm trying to think. Uh, I'm trying to, I haven't you, seen you. You probably it. haven't heard it. it. It's like it's me. a thing, it's that like scene does this thing.
1: You know, Louise Holmes, Louis Holmes, something like that. He's like this kind of buff guy who does like inspiration content. He's another guy yeah. in this world of you know, what people get wrong. He's like Simon Sinek on it's like what people get wrong. Tom Bill, you, you know, is that another one? I mean, you don't know that. That no. guy, these these guys who were like uh in that space that you were talking about in the podcast circuit, yeah. But I haven't seen that. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's Herbert mm-hmm. from Memory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, so that's why people getting it wrong. <laughs> mm. He'd be a great podcast host. <laughs> he would be. Oh well, I got a whole basement full of popsicles. <laughs> you come down to the cellar,
0: Muscle on paper boy. Mm. So you like you like Family Guy. <laughs> I love how we're <laughs> simulating listening to each other. I do like Family Guy. Once I was obsessed, and I, I, I don't watch it anymore. listeners, need to, is it more fun for us to listen to each other or just say what we want to say? I don't
1: know. It's probably less fun to, for us to overthink about it.
0: Yeah. Um.
1: But we're gonna wrap this episode soon because it's
0: episode. Passover coming up. Any thoughts
1: on Passover, Michael? It's
0: the uh, it's the longest holiday we have. Yes. One of the longest holidays for the modern Orthodox, they go crazy on on.
1: Like, the modern Orthodox boomer mom is the strictest on Passover. Like, they're super, super yeah. religious when it comes to Passover. Yeah. Covering the whole place up with tinfoil and boiling water. Right. It's like, the things that are occasional, modern Orthodox is good at taking seriously. Yeah. It's It's a fetish. It's a it's fetish. fetish. Like, you know, it's my time yeah. to invest all my religious energy into the those misery ones. misery of it. Yeah. yeah. But, I feel like, I don't want to jinx it, but this feels like the first Passover in, like, three years, two years, that... Feels like a regular
0: one. Yeah, it definitely does. Last year was just after vaccines it, and people
1: yeah. were like, We're we're making accommodations, we're still doing it, but it's modified. We're doing this and that and this and that. The year before that was non existent. Very sad Passover. People could not be together. Yeah. People were alone. And here we're like, this one could maybe sit amongst the ranks of of a of a time that is past. A pre pandemic yeah.
0: Passover. It finally does. Last year was billed as the reunion Passover. Yeah. But it was it was subconsciously clear that it wasn't. This does feel like the reunion Passover. Yeah, like it's back and like
1: we're all getting yeah, together. You're going
0: away? Did you go away last year? To a I program? did.
1: Not a program. Sort. We were just like it was. Uh, we went to like a rented house with the yeah. family because people were not comfortable yet, all getting together because it was literally just after everyone got vaxxed. It was just after. Yeah, <laughs> everyone got vaxxed. It was just. It was like March, right? Remember March when everyone started to get their vaccines. Right. right before so April. This feels like. I feel like also. On COVIDness, everybody except for the crazy few who still want it to be around is over it. Mm-hmm. Like everybody now is where mm-hmm. people who are like, I don't want a mask, I don't want to wear a mask. I barely wear a mask, whatever. I forget that. Forget it. Most people have moved to that guy's side. Mm-hmm. And, the ma- <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the triple mask and the triple mask people who are like obsessed with COVID and never want it to go away. You know, I keep having this thought in my head. I've decided I don't like people who anybody who when asked, "Hey, do you want to get together?" Anybody who responds first with, "Yeah, well, I mean, we'll see," you know, because of the numbers, like that stuff. People who talk as if it's this March twenty twenty. There's people who have not left that mentality, and I'm like, forget it. You yeah. Just you can't get back to normal life. You know, either you don't want to, or you can't emotionally. It's like, what? Well, you know, I just heard. I'm like, what? Well, you know what? It's like, did you hear Mayor Garcetti? Not Garcetti, Mayor a- Eric Adams, the new guy, got COVID? Apparently he had a scratchy throat for a day. Yeah. So anyone who used to say COVID's not a big deal who was wrong back yeah. then is right now.
0: I really wish somebody would, uh, when I like invite them over for lunch on Shabbat or something, go like, you know, actually, um, just over COVID, we realized we really don't like seeing people, so we're just not going to go to, we're not, we're not going to turn that, we're going to turn that one down, I'm sorry.
1: Honest COVID. I would
0: love that. Yeah. Like, we we're actually cutting down on all our interactions, so now
1: wonder, I wonder if the people who are hesitant or just don't want to hang out with people, but I think yeah. became, it became a fetish to be all like, mm, concerned. It just played into people's neuroses. Yeah. So if you had that, now you have an excuse to be neurotic without having to say, I'm just crazy. Yeah. Or the germophobia yeah. or whatever. But I'm just saying time eventually favors those who are COVID lax.
0: What do you mean? People who are lax
1: about COVID eventually... Everybody moves to their side. Mm-hmm. That's the goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To become lax about this stuff that is not that big a deal anymore. Thank God. That's what yeah. we wanted. Yeah. We did all these things. We have these treatments. We have these vaccines. We did all these things to get to this place where people who were there prematurely were being a little reckless. I get it. But now, I think I think that's a problem. I think it's the tribal nature of how it was. About. Nobody wants to like join them. You know, nobody the, wants yeah, to be right. like COVID lax because it feels. Uh, Alt right, <laughs> right. I think that's a big part of it. It's Like we're we're like we're allowed to. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not them. I know, yeah. but normal life allows you know the I
0: mean. the people I interact with. It's not even spoken about anymore. I, I haven't had anyone say to me, um, they're not doing something because of COVID. I mean, I have I had cousins, but but yeah. even even they're, even they're over it. now. They're over it. They're coming. They're kind of. They're coming. Their their five year old got vaccinated, mm-hmm. and now they're like out. They were like waiting for that. OK, <laughs> but but I'm, but I'm whatever you think of that, they're they're out now. Yeah. So I don't know who's left. <laughs> when you see
1: like I get it, people, some people I are mean, immunocompromised people have different issues. So I don't judge. You see people, somebody with like a mask walking outside now and you're like,
0: huh. well, you, you know what it is, I think. What um, is that? Well, Sometimes I find myself with a mask because you come out of a store. No,
1: no. Sometimes it's like this guy's been walking a while. You could tell yeah. this is his zone yeah. or her zone. They're maskers. Yeah. Like they have a mask on. Yeah. To me, it just seems yeah. just as irrational as the people who ran indoors in the middle mm-hmm. of March 2020 and just hung out in a massive group with older people. Yeah. I don't know. And now it like come out. It's like if the people who say, you know, the masks don't work. You're like, oh, you're a crazy nope. Trumpy denier. It turns out they don't really work. Yeah love
0: it yeah i think i mean and just like I mean, that we're out yeah, a towards, covid episode towards the mass thing of like of like deci- how you decide just maybe this is a big idea to end on we can we can go more into it next time we meet mm. like if you don't have anything outside if you don't have a a source of wisdom outside of like the mainstream news you, I, I don't you can't survive right now like mm. if you don't like some sort of some sort of wisdom that has survived generations you know like novels or, like, literature or Eastern philosophy or or Greek philosophy or Stoicism, some or, like, Hasidic things, you know, that's my thing, but, like, something you can turn to outside of the news to understand the world. Like, I, I think, like, the people who are walking around with masks are just lost. Like, they don't have anything... You think
1: the COVID thing has become their religion.
0: No, it's, it's, not, it's not that COVID's become their religion. It's that they don't have a way to process... Good idea from bad idea outside of what the New York Times is telling them.
1: But at the same time, it's it's that sort of because COVID became this way to signal virtue and way to be on the right side of it. They take comfort in 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 doing what is right and virtuous for the community by being responsible. Right, that's, so that fulfills a certain it. religious need to have purpose. And be driven towards a yeah. communal goal or being part of something bigger than yourself. But when you're not part of anything bigger other than this, you gravitate to wh- whatever that may be, whatever's offering it to It's like mm-hmm. that's what you have because you're starving for some sense of purpose. Mm-hmm. And uh, we may be looking too much into that. But I think that could be what the appeal was of this whole, the anti-vax are the sinners and we are the righteous ones. Get vaccinated for those who shall not be vaxed shall not see the kingdom in yeah. heaven. It had that... Like tone to it. Yeah, I think that it wasn't, wasn't like, it. "Do what you; I'll do me." Because that religion doesn't work that way. It's yeah. like, no, if if I'm doing what's right, and that's the ultimate, you know, singular truth, then everybody else who's not is wrong and must be corrected.
0: Right. Mm. Must be corrected. Mm. 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 Being corrected. That's book Episode
1: twenty six. <laughs> Episode twenty six. <laughs> what do we say? We don't say "Happy Passover" or "Pesach Sameach." Just "Chag Sameach." There's no like
0: distinct yeah. Pass, pass, happy th- Passover.
1: Happy Pass.
0: Happy Pass. Ha- dude, dude, have a good Passover, right? Yeah. What do people say? They don't. say, they say chag er. Yeah, but what do you what do you say to a secular? You
1: can say happy holidays. Enjoy the holiday. Happy holidays. Have a good Passover.
0: Yeah, have, a good Passover. <laughs> have a good Passover. Have a good Passover. Have a good Passover. Passover everybody, ladies. we will be off next week. <laughs> I'll
1: be live streaming from Florida. But um, from Miomi style.
0: Oh yeah, but yeah. What's the, tell everyone how to find you?
1: Well, it's my private account. I can't broadcast all this, all this stuff to the. I mean, it's private. It's, actually, gonna, it's a treat. It's give, a treat for the home folks. Are you,
0: You're not going to give her her own account? I don't think so.
1: It's too maybe.
0: <laughs> I see. I would like to go back. At, there are people who would go back and look at all the from Miomis. I know. If you, if you but just they're put on that, my account. If you. They're, oh, it? they're in a highlight reel or something? Yeah. Oh, they are? Okay. Uh, they're all there. Every uh, year I put in a highlight okay. reel on my own account. Oh, that's maybe all you needed Yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: <coughs> Good. So I'll do that. And it's fun because it's really, I know the people following really know me. Right. So it's like a nice personal little treat right. to entertain the friends and family watching for one. Anyway, yeah. not thinking too much about it. I'll just have some fun with it. We'll end on a... Mm-hmm.
0: Happy Passover. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> that was a weird one. Um, mm. Buckle up episode 26. Buckle Enjoy up, the constipation. Yeah. A lot of matzo matzo a A lot of matzo a lot of matzo folks a lot of matzo is going to stuff your loins a lot of matzo folks a lot of matzo Trump always a little constipated he's always pushing a little bit that's That's, that's it Trump's constipated with matzo oh at the Doral Miami beautiful program folks we'll see you next time (laughs)